Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, we made it to Friday afternoon. Welcome to DTL. This is Dan Parsons. Uh, I have the pleasure of guest hosting again tonight. Johnny, I didn't screw things up too bad that you didn't invite me back after last night. Well, I was ready to go again with you today. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, listen, uh, I am thrilled to uh, to talk to a couple folks uh, here in the studios today. And, and uh, Johnny, you remember I called this... Uh, this episode today, the Blue Moon uh, episode, because yep. only once in a blue moon do you get uh, a couple of elected officials from opposing parties uh, in the same room that agree on something. Yeah, and that's why I was saying not to be mistaken with the beer, <laughs> although we're not going to bash on the Blue Moon beer no, either. <laughs> no, it's it's a lovely, uh, lovely beer. Well, just to pick up on uh, where I left off yesterday, uh, talking about my career as a public relations consultant, and, you know, I've told stories uh, and shaped messages for years uh, for Republicans and Democrats and independents, and, and I think like many people that I talk to anymore, it uh, many of us have grown tired of this tribal, us versus them, win at any cost uh, style of politics. Um, uh, so I wanted to invite into the studio uh, two Lincoln State Senators, and even though the Nebraska legislature, where you guys uh, put your time in, is nonpartisan, uh, which means the body's not organized and run by political parties. Uh, but anyway, our guest, let me introduce our guest, uh, State Senator Elliot Bostar, uh, elected to the Nebraska legislature for District 29 in 2020. Elliot, uh, Senator, thanks for being here. Oh, th- thank you very much for uh, for having me today, Dan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, sitting next to you, uh, State Senator, a uh, newly minted State Senator, Bo Ballard. Uh, Bo represents District 21. Uh, was appointed to the Nebraska legislature just in January to replace uh, Mike Hilgers, uh, who was elected as our Nebraska Attorney General. So, uh, Senator Ballard, welcome. Thank you for having me, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah, and and I assume you get this a lot because I uh, I know your dad. And, <laughs> Is that uh, good or bad? No, it's great. Okay, I, I, I think your dad's a great person. And uh, but I used to get this a lot. Uh, with my kids uh, growing up, and people would say, "Oh, you're Dan Parsons' daughter, son," and it didn't take long. And I suspect by the time this legislative session is over, people will stop saying, "Hey, are you, uh, you know, your dad?" People will start asking your dad, "Oh, you're Senator Ballard's dad." He actually got that for the first time last month, and it, it was kind of a shock to him. He didn't know how to respond, but he <laughs> said, "Yeah, I know, I know my son, Bo." So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. Well. Well, listen. Uh, let's just dive right in because we got a busy, uh, a busy day. And by the way, coming up in the second uh, segment, uh, we will have uh, Congressman Mike Flood uh, joining us. And and again, we're keeping with that Blue Moon theme. Uh, Congressman Flood, uh, a registered Republican, and State Senator Elliot Bostar is going to stick around for the second segment. And uh, that's right. So we're going to talk uh, with the congressman coming up. But right now, let's talk. You know what I really appreciate about the two of you's um, uh, career path and, and now working in the legislature. You do get to work on issues that you both care about, and uh, I think this dovetails really nicely with uh, um, my guests from. Um, 
uh, last week, uh, we had uh, Jason Ball from State Chamber, or excuse me, from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce in, uh, talking about their new Vitality uh, Lincoln, uh, their uh, uh, survey their uh, uh their strategic their new strategic plan which uh you guys are zeroing in on some of those goals in in in, in a legislative uh fashion and making things happen so let's uh let's chat about some of the things that uh is uniting uh people in the legislature and uh, making hopefully Lincoln even an even better place to live and work yeah no absolutely dan and and thank you for that introduction it's you know we're we're lucky to be working um Senator Ballard and I in the Nebraska legislature where it is officially nonpartisan um because you know as we see across the country so much of this is is well frankly falling apart yeah and <clears throat> I appreciate the opportunities that we have in the Nebraska legislature to set aside a lot of the division that we see consuming so much of American politics and and have the ability to really focus in on what's going to improve the lives of Nebraskans. In our cases, in particular with our constituents, the lives of Lincolnites. Yeah. Well, and it is a unique system. It's a unique uh, body, uh, as I think our listeners understand. It's the only uh, nonpartisan one-house legislature in America, the uh, the father of that idea, George Norris, uh, thought it was a pretty darn good idea. And uh, here we are all these decades later, and we get a lot done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, it, so just, uh, you know, 100-foot level view yeah. of, of Lincoln priorities, because, you know, a lot of uh, what Senator Ballard and I are working on and have been working really closely on and trying to, to address are the priorities of Lincoln. And those have been determined um, in partnership and collaboration with the Lincoln Chamber, as you mentioned, as well as business leaders and stakeholders from across our city. And, you know, it's it's a wide range, but it involves things like uh, securing water uh, for our city, because we know we're going to need that coming up, and we have to start um, developing our second water source, frankly, uh, immediately. And East Beltway, Legislation brought by Senator Ballard. I'm sure he'll be happy to share more yeah, about that. I would that. love to. Nice. Uh, nice. Housing. Um, and, you know, ensuring we have more, more affordable housing in this, in our city. And then, you know, sort of rounding out the list is looking to develop a convention center for the city of Lincoln. A lot of, um, you know, we, we see several convention centers across our state. Some are in, in smaller communities in Lincoln. Yep. And uh, it's it's an important component uh, that we should be looking toward in order to really uh, realize the the vision and the potential of our community. Yeah, and and, and Senator Ballard, I uh, uh, I know that uh, that East Beltway is you know starting to be talked about because it took us a while to build the the Beltway that we just opened uh, a few months ago. It took decades literally decades and uh so chat about that tell tell us was that first of all was that your first piece of legislation that you introduced that was one of my first hey. pieces of legislation right. it, it was a it was a learning experience but no like you said dan it's we've had this conversation about the southeast beltway for over 40 years yeah um and lincoln and lincolnites can't wait another 20 or 30 years to build the east beltway it's it's critical to the growth of our community 
Um, it is Omaha has their own beltway system, and I think as Lincoln grows north and east and south, um, I think it's it's absolutely imperative. Um, working with uh, chairwoman of the transportation and telecommunication, um, Suzanne Geist, has mm-hmm. been instrumental yeah. in this process. Yeah. Um, she's a big big proponent of building the East Beltway and getting it done, and look forward to continuing the conversation. So. so we chatted a little bit before we came on. Uh, you guys have a pretty challenging session because so far nothing has been passed. And we don't need to get into the reasons for that. It's a, it's a crazy culture war. Uh, things are going on. But, but let, again, the, the purpose of this Blue Moon show is to talk about things that we agree on and things that we can maybe get over across the finish line. But So where where is that, Bill? And, and of course, this is the first session of, uh, of, of the biennium. And, and so... You know, if we don't get it done this session, we can lay it over and hopefully get it done next session. But yeah. what's your anticipation, Senator Ballard, on where that bill yeah. is at and where we're headed? Yeah, kind of like you're saying, Dan, that we're, we're, there's not a ton of le- legislation getting through the, the body right now, but that's, we're working through that. Um, so the bill is still alive. Uh, we're working with the Appropriations Committee to try to find funding for that bill. Yeah. Uh, working with the governor's office and the Department of Transportation trying to get that prioritized um, and put it at the top of the list because it's something that, that Lincolnites want. And uh, I think it's not just good for Lincoln, but good for Southeast Nebraska and Nebraska as a whole. Well, and, and the cooperation. And, and again, that's key between governmental uh, agencies and governmental bodies between the county and the state and the city. All ha- and federal, uh, if there's federal funds available, which, you know, hopefully there is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so to be able to work across not only political lines, but, but geographic and, and, uh, uh, legislative bodies, uh, to, to be able to push that across the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's critical. It's the collaboration with, with Senator Bostar and Senator Wisher and other, um, I, that's one thing I did learn that the Lincoln delegation in the in the Caramel we punch yeah, above our weight class. Absolutely, we are we have a cohesive message of we're trying to grow Lincoln and grow our community, and we're working together regardless of political parties or ideologies that we're trying to get things done for yeah. our for our community. Yeah, very good, uh, Senator Bostar. Uh, water two point uh, again a crucial long term. Uh, very expensive uh, project. But again, we have to have that critical thinking and forward thinking if we're going to continue to to grow this city. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And, you know, the modeling demonstrates, uh, shows us that in the uh, 2040s, we're almost certainly, certainly going to be seeing water shortages. And so as we talk about uh, acquiring a second source of water for Lincoln as a Lincoln priority, I think it's important to also frame that in the appropriate context, which is that this is a priority for the entire state. And, yep. and I mean that in a couple ways. The first is um, southeast Nebraska is going to need water. So as we secure more water for Lincoln, uh, the communities surrounding Lincoln, and we have a lot of interest by the way, from community surrounding Lincoln, can tap into Lincoln's water supply so we can share that. And you can share the costs. Yes. And as well as we, you know, we look at going uh, eastward for our second source of water, you know, the, the water pipeline that's going to have to be built, um, communities along that route, in, all across, you know, southeast Nebraska, will be able to access that as well. And so it's, it's important from that regard. But broader even than that is this matters across the entire state because the reality is 
if Lincoln were to get into a position where we had a water shortage and we did everything we could um, to alleviate that internally within our city, so putting in you know internal water restrictions, and it still wasn't enough, uh, Lincoln has the ability to put a call on the river, exercise their water rights. On the Missouri River. On the Platte River. On the Platte, where on we currently have our... Yep, which yep. is our, our water Our water comes from a well field up, uh, up by Ashland along the Platte River. And so Lincoln has the authority, and it's granted to us in the state constitution, to have a supreme water right over agricultural producers. And so from Lincoln to the Wyoming border, those that are... <clears throat> using the Platte River in-stream flows for their irrigation purposes could be at risk if we ran into a water shortage of, of effectively being shut off. Yeah. And if that happened mm-hmm. in the middle of summer uh, in, you in know, agriculture, heat, yeah, in irrigation, it would season. be devastating. Yes, it would. And so we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to, to make sure that we are not imperiling the agricultural engine of our state and that we are protecting our ag producers because we do we do not ever want to be in a position where we have to choose between drinking water for Lincoln and ensuring that our our agricultural economy is healthy be- because the the thought is we this new idea is to get instead of from the Platte River to go to the Missouri River yeah, so so the uh the the primary consideration is to is to absolutely go to the Missouri River um and actually develop water treatment facilities at the river so that what we are pumping from the Missouri to Lincoln is all potable water, not raw water. That way communities along the route can tap into it without having to bear additional burdens of developing their own water treatment sense. So we've been really uh, cognizant of how to develop this plan to best benefit uh, our region of the state. And we're also, you know, of course, the, the legislature has been looking at uh, developing a, a water reservoir um, between Lincoln and Omaha. Yeah. And so we're also examining what ways that could benefit or impact um, Lincoln's water future. And would also have some recreation uh, use as well. Correct. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Senator Elliot Bostar, Senator Bo Ballard, uh, one is has an R behind his name and one has a D behind his name, but not in the not in the Nebraska legislature because uh, it's a nonpartisan body. But I wanted to have both these gentlemen on here tonight as an example <laughs> to others uh, in elected positions that uh, people from opposing parties can certainly work together to find uh, find solutions. And coming up in the second segment of the show, uh, we'll be joined by Congressman Mike Flood uh, to talk about some other issues that Senator uh, Bostar is working uh, with him on. Um, and so it's probably time to take a quick little break before we continue this conversation. So come back, uh, Senator uh, Bostar, Senator Ballard will be here, uh, 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Welcome back to the Friday edition of DTL. I'm Dan Parsons, and joining me in studio, Senator Elliot Bostar and Senator Bo Ballard, both uh, Lincoln State Senators, uh, working together side-by-side uh, side, uh, in the Nebraska legislature. Um, let's talk uh, about a couple more issues, uh, the remaining time we have here in this segment. Uh, Senator Ballard, uh, uh, housing is obviously a very important issue to uh, Nebraskans across the state, but here in Lincoln it's been talked about uh, the need for more affordable housing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's we have a, we have a housing issue in Lincoln uh, that needs affordable housing. Is critical um, for for workforce for um, individuals in my in my district. Uh, a lot of a lot of manufacturing plants in my district yeah. that have a that have trouble finding uh, workers based just purely based on housing is something that we need to address in the Nebraska legislature um, and to benefit not only Lincoln, but Nebraska. Yeah. Well, uh, before we run out of time, I really wanted to talk about uh, the convention center uh, legislation. I, uh, I'm i fortunate enough to sit on the task force uh, that uh, is is encouraging that issue, uh, a collaborative effort between the uh, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce and uh, Downtown Lincoln Association. Here's my uh, T-shirt I'm wearing. Uh, Johnny, uh, just in case you thought I was wearing a DTL shirt, T-shirt, this is Downtown Lincoln. I can see that. Yeah, I can so, see DTL. Yeah, so anyway, so an important issue. So tell us about where we're at uh, with the convention center bill uh, in the legislature. Yeah, so um, two pieces of legislation, two bills were introduced uh, this session to help make the creation of a convention center in Lincoln a reality. Uh, one piece of legislation was introduced by <clears throat> Senator Anna Wishart um, into the Banking, Commerce, and Insurance Committee. And another piece of legislation was introduced by myself into the Revenue Committee. Uh, the first one is essentially an appropriation request to support the development of the convention center. The second one, my piece, my, my bill, is a, a turn-back tax bill that would that would redirect sales taxes expended within a within an area into the development of this, so that it's sort of a self-supporting system. And uh, I'm going to let Senator Ballard talk a little about it because Senator Ballard, I'm very thankful for this, um, designated the Lincoln Convention Center turnback uh, bill as his priority bill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was kind of going back to that blue moon, blue moon segment of I I prioritize the turnback tax from Senator Bostar. Um, Regardless of political party, I thought it was a good piece of legislation to, to get the convention center done, and I think it's critical for Lincoln. Okay, thank you, Senator Ballard. Thank you, Senator thank you. Bostar. Thank Senator you. Bostar will be back, and we'll be back uh, with Congressman Mike Flood after the break. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back uh, to DTL. I'm Dan Parsons. And uh, uh, the next uh, segment of the show, I'm thrilled uh, to introduce, uh, in keeping with our theme of Blue Moon uh, Friday, because every once in a while, uh, in a blue moon, uh, you get two elected officials from opposing parties that agree on something. And we've got that in spades today. Uh, on the phone joining us is Congressman Mike Flood. Uh, Congressman, thank you for joining us. Yeah, hey, good to be on. Thank, thank you. Man. Yeah, thank you. And and listen, uh, I know your schedule's nuts, and uh, so I appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, to talk with us today. But uh, our, our mutual friend, Senator Elliot Bostar, is sitting next to me, and Elliot tells me, uh, it's no secret, that you guys uh, have uh, worked together in the past and continue to have interests uh in 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 not only legislation but uh you know moving things forward for the state of Nebraska in a cooperative effort so Elliot uh, you want to tee this up and and uh and further maybe better introduce uh the topic here with uh, congressman flood yeah no absolutely dan and thank you and and uh congressman flood uh it's uh good to <laughs> good to hear you on so you know, a few, well, more than a few months ago at this point, but uh, actually a while ago, um, you know, Congressman Flood and I were talking about just different issues facing our state. And uh, it was, you know, really, Congressman Flood uh, really primarily brought to my attention a lot of the threats that exist um, from, from China uh, facing Nebraskans. And and in a number of ways, our national security uh, and the protection and, and and security of Nebraskans are are absolutely currently being put at risk um, by the Chinese government. And and from there, I, I there's there are things that we're doing on the state level, things that are happening on the federal level that Congressman Flood is is acutely involved in, and. So I, I guess I will turn it over at the moment to Congressman Flood. Yeah, so you know I had the benefit of being in the legislature for two years with uh, Senator Bo Starr. We sat on two committees together. We had the opportunity to work on a lot of different bipartisan and uh, just Nebraska issues. At the end of the day, it's about building a better state. Uh, when I got to Congress, uh, and I visited off at Air Force Base, I visited with the Department of Commerce, I knew before the balloon ever showed up over Nebraska <laughs> that every single day, the Chinese Communist Party is working to steal our intellectual property, uh, to spy in on and get the data of Americans so that they can use the data to divide us while they eye invading Taiwan and advancing their cause to become the world's superpower. And it came to my attention during one of those visits to a military installation in Nebraska that there are uh, cellular companies across this nation, including some in Nebraska, uh, that have, through the normal course of business, bought uh, a product from Huawei equipment that is actually used in cell phone towers 
And all of that data is taken and given back to the Chinese Communist Party. And people say, oh, no, 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 there's a, there's a firewall. There's no firewall. If you are a Chinese company, their law says any data that you get through technology goes back to the CCP. So I let Elliot know about this. I said I was working on it on the federal level. I immediately worked uh, with him, and I said, you know, there's no reason the State Universal Service Fund should be aiding any company that has this equipment. He took it from there. He put the bill together. He had it all put together. I came. I testified on behalf of his bill, and uh, I know he's worked very hard to get it passed, and I think we're going a good direction. Well, that's uh, that's outstanding, uh, Congressman. And, and yes, uh, I assume uh, the concern is that some of those cell, to- cell towers are probably situated somewhere near Offutt Air Base. Well, even bigger than Offutt, you know, right now uh, there are uh, missile silos all over western Nebraska, yep. all over uh, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, up into North Dakota. And uh, they these are in sensitive areas. Those uh, missile silos are kind of um, overseen by the air base at Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, and you have, uh, you know, very important nuclear triad assets that are strategic defense deterrence assets, uh, and we need to do everything we can to make sure that um, we're safe. And we've got 10,000 people a day going to off it. Uh, when I told Elliot about this, he was like, oh, let's let's work on this together. And our goal isn't to punish anybody that has a cell phone company. We need all the good cell phone service we can. Absolutely. We need this equipment out of Nebraska and out of the United States. Yeah, and I assume there are other suppliers that can provide those uh, uh, those parts Absolutely. and equipment uh, that are not made in, in China. So, uh, Senator DeBostar, uh, so you did, you introduced the, that legislation. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the legislation that was introduced um, would would do a few things. Initially, as introduced, it would have uh, <coughs> removed basically state funding for telecommunications companies that are utilizing equipment that has been deemed to be a threat to national security uh, by the federal government. Because we have, you know, we have a lot of different programs on the federal level, on the state level, that take public funds, state funds, federal funds, and distribute that to telecom companies in order to assist in their development. It's it's their subsidies, their public subsidies. And the bill says, no, not for this. Uh, if your network is compromised, if your network is endangering Nebraskans, you should not receive public funds from the state of Nebraska. And the other piece that the the other the other way that the bill helps is it removes barriers for telecommunications companies that do have this compromised equipment in their network. It removes, it removes barriers that exist that would have made it harder for them to remove and replace this equipment. So we want to make it easy for them to get rid of this equipment and replace it. And we also want to say, no, the state of Nebraska should not be putting public funds into a network that is currently and actively endangering the national security of our country and our state. Uh, I, yeah, that just is common sense, I think. And Congressman Flood, uh, as I understand, uh, uh, you actually asked for a briefing, a confidential uh, briefing uh, from the U.S. Secretary of Commerce about this issue. I did, uh, and I received that uh, classified briefing just about two weeks ago. And what I can tell you is that the Department of Commerce is focused in on this issue. You're going to see this investigation produce some results that uh, 
I think when uh, when they release the facts, people will understand the reasons that we're making this a priority. Uh, you know, a lot of people I know are frustrated that the U.S. government is talking about banning TikTok. Uh, when you have the benefit to see what they're doing with the information, where it's going, what China's doing, I think that, you know, Americans understand that our national security comes first. And, you know, what I tell groups, especially I, I talked to a group of fifth graders the other day, and I said, it's not that we don't want you to enjoy TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is. Or, you know, this is only concerning a company that, you know, the, the CCP controls. <laughs> uh, what we don't want is that them collecting significant data on Americans and then using that to cre- create and sow division and disrupt our networks and our systems and our uh, infrastructure. And so at the end of the day, all this is about keeping us safe and making sure that, you know, living in Nebraska, we enjoy the good life without uh, the kind of threats that the people in Ukraine have right now. And we certainly don't want to be in a situation where we compromise our national security. And that's why it's so good to work with Senator Bostar on this. And, you know, this isn't the first time we've worked together on an issue, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Um, yeah, well, and I, I think a lot of folks uh, uh, these last uh, several months uh, uh, have have maybe not taken these issues quite as seriously. Because, again, I mean, the whole balloon thing was – it almost became a caricature, if you will, and and obviously when people talk about TikTok, uh, you know, uh, what do you mean my twelve year old kid is uh, at threat of becoming, you know, a member of the communist party? You know, we're, we're flippant, I think, and 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 we don't take some of these serious these issues seriously because, well, I don't, you know, it, for whatever reasons. But I appreciate, Congressman, uh, the relationship you you have maintained uh, with some of your former colleagues in the Nebraska legislature, uh, because you did serve, uh, you know, two stints uh, in the legislature and, and was speaker of the legislature. Um, and, you know, those ties are very valuable uh, for the state of Nebraska. So thank you. Thank you for uh, making good use of those ties. And again, uh, in the spirit of of the Nebraska legislature, uh, reaching across party lines and being able to work together to solve problems. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's what Americans and Nebraskans expect. So thank you so much for having me on tonight. Good to, good to visit with you. And, Elliot, good to have you on there, too. Thanks, Congressman. Congressman, thank you very much. We will uh, hopefully right. talk to you again. Thank you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, continue this conversation, Elliot, because uh, there are other important issues that uh, you can point to that you do work with uh, people from uh, different parties and, uh, to be able to, again, I think the Nebraska legislature, it's, it's so unique. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously, uh, your guys are going through a, a, a pretty <laughs> rough and tumble session this year because of, and we've talked about this, some of the culture issues, but, you know, I think nonpartisanship makes senators more equal and more independent. And instead of the party leaders having the only meaningful voices in the body like other, uh, you know, like our U.S. Congress and and other uh, elected uh, bodies across uh, the country, we have a unique system. No, we absolutely do. And and I and I'm going to respond to that. I just wanted to add one last thing about yeah, please. the this one of the primary functions of this legislation. We've been working with our federal partners on the legislation to um, protect Nebraskans um, from foreign espionage that's taking place. And the federal government's taking steps to address this. We are now taking steps to address this. And truly, um, 
we want this to be a model for other states to replicate because it's it's mm. that important. Yeah. And that message has even come from our federal partners. They want to see this uh, effort be successful and so that other states can look to it and 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 copy it emulate well, it well model legislation that is actually uh, doing something positive <laughs> for a change and now now to get to uh what you brought up before yes absolutely um you know i'm not sure i would want to do this job if it wasn't in nebraska yeah and you know while we are uh, absolutely uh, officially a nonpartisan legislative body the members are registered in political parties um but what i'll say is the vast majority of the legislation that we produce that we that gets signed into law by the governor in the state of Nebraska uh was passed by an overwhelmingly bipartisan vote it's it's the exception not the rule that votes in Nebraska go by party line they absolutely do not mm-hmm. when they do that's what's rare mm-hmm. um Almost all of what we do, almost all of the law we make, overwhelmingly, a, a, nearly all of the legislators in our body agree with. Well, and I, I think this is evident of just, uh, and I've not heard or seen this interaction between you and Congressman Flood, but I've heard about this uh bromance maybe that you guys have is that a weird uh, statement uh but no it, it's uh because you refer to each other by your first names and i understand your colleagues you work together you're you served in the legislature uh together but but you have uh, those ties uh to have congressman flood now in, in washington and and to be able to take advantage of of uh of those relationships i um you know i i just think that collegial uh, relationship that you have is, uh, is is impressive and that doesn't mean you agree on everything obviously not right um every day but but at the end of the day you can still find things to work together on and move the state forward yeah no of course and, and the reality is is most uh individuals that are working in uh, elected office in nebraska agree on the goals Really, um, yeah. Otherwise, why are you doing the the, the, gig? the, the difference is is how we get there. Yeah. And there are disagreements, and there and there are some deep disagreements that happen too. But like I said, you know, that's that really is the exception. That's what's rare. Um, now, granted, that's generally what's get what gets covered in the media. Um, that's what people want to focus in on, because you know, it, it, to be to be honest, it's a little boring. It's a little boring yes. if I were to come in and say, you know what, actually, it's uh, most of what we do is uh, puppy is, dogs is, and rainbows. It's yeah, it's pretty easy. You know, we'll we'll compromise on bills. We'll we'll try to make each other's work better, and we'll get it passed with uh, forty plus votes in the legislature. There's only forty nine of us in there. Yeah. Th- that's the reality, though. Um, but a lot of time gets spent on focusing on the things that are. You know, the most divisive. And, and I think that does a disservice to Nebraskans, too, because I think it should be more understood that we really are working together on a lot of issues to do what's best for Nebraskans and to solve the problems that are front and center in the lives of our of our communities. Well, and, and that's right, uh, Senator, because, you know, there are obviously things that you have to get done. You've got to pass a budget. You've got, you know, certain things that need to get done. 
but at the end of the day, um, you, you can you can accomplish a lot more uh, if you continue to work together. Well, listen, uh, let's take a quick break before we finish out the show. Uh, thank you to Congressman uh, Mike Flood, and thank you to uh, Senator Elliot Bostar. But stick around, Elliot. We'll, uh, uh, we'll kick off uh, the weekend and end the show. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. 1400 KLIN and 99.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Friday edition of DTL. I'm Dan Parsons. And uh, uh, joining me in studio is uh, State Senator Elliot Bostar. And Elliot, let's put a bow on the Chinese uh, uh, topic that we've been chatting about. It's, it's a pleasure to have Congressman uh, Mike Flood. Thank you for, for making that help happen, uh, Senator. So uh, in the re- few remaining moments we have here, um, first of all, where is that bill in the legislature? Yeah, so the the bill has been advanced out of committee. It's sitting on general file, okay. and it is a it is priority designated legislation. Okay, um, so it, it's now just a question of scheduling. Yeah, um, and and you know if we will have the time to get to it. Um, but yeah, so so you know wrapping up the conversation, uh, there's there's really two things that I I really want to make clear. Yeah. one is that the threat is real. Um, and it's serious, and we need to be doing things about it to ensure that Nebraskans and Americans are protected. Uh, the second piece that I want to mention is that the threat is coming from the Chinese government. Yeah, the, the Communist yeah. Party yes. that runs the government. The, the Chinese state itself. Yeah. Where it's not coming from are the everyday um, Chinese citizens or Chinese immigrants. Yeah. Um, that should not be the focus of our uh, concern or fear or action. Um, we need to make sure we're putting it where it matters. Yeah, well, that's well said. And, uh, you know, as we uh, wrap up here, uh, I just want to thank uh, Caleb and the management for giving me the mic. Shoot, uh, three days I've had this mic. And so thank you guys uh, for the opportunity. And it's uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, listen, uh, tune in uh, next week and uh, have a great weekend. DTL, 1400 KLIN and 99.3. Have a great weekend.